0: Welcome to Dragon Talk Live, everybody. Yay! Woo! Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. Hi are here. Hi Greg. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. Today is a very special day. It feels it really special.
0: It does. Those messages were so oh my sweet. Gosh. I, I watched them yesterday and I, there was literally tears streaming down at my face. Uh, all of the love. It is so amazing.
1: I, I agree. There were several moments when I stopped and I went, oh, like you just, you know, we, we like doing this. We love talking to, to our wonderful community. But then like we don't always hear like what it means to them as well. And it's just very, very special. And it just reinforces how special our community is. I love them all. Absolutely, I know,
0: right? It's just it's and it's all about what Dragon Talk we often say is about lifting people up, lifting you up, lifting all of the creators and storytellers and people who just love to roll dice and hang out with their friends. That's what D and D is, and we tried to celebrate that this week with our week of legend lore. Tons of announcements for Dungeons and Dragons fans out there. We're closing it out with this. Dragon Talk Live, but we want to recap some of the fun stuff that we announced uh, over the course of this week before we get to even more fun celebrations. we got a really busy hour here, so we're going to try and stick to it, which is not our style, no. per se.
1: <laughs> Do we like schedules? Notice yeah, I didn't we don't say, like to
0: stay on that word. We never uh, say that word.
1: Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it
0: goes. Um, but yeah, we are going to be uh, talking through all of those announcements. We're going to bring on uh, Erica Firmina, uh to talk about bringing Ellie Wick Tumblestrom to life. We're going to bring on Brandy Camel to talk all about D and D. Well, well, something, uh, and and all of the fun around that. Uh, And then, of course, we'll have uh, Bart Carroll join us uh, with Ryan Marth and Lisa Carr to talk up a little bit more about the history of Dragon Talk, how it started, uh, how it grew, and and, and where it is now, and maybe even where it will go uh, in
1: the future. I don't know. We'll just try to piece that history together. Everybody's memory is a little bit foggy, but...
0: Live. We're doing it live. We'll see. Um, And then in the middle of all that, we think right around 11.30 for those of you watching for magic card reveals. I know that's a very big deal for me out there because these Magic the Gathering cards for Adventures in the Forgotten Realms show off some really fun stuff around Dungeons & Dragons, uh, which you have seen a bunch spoiled already, but there are two coming uh, around 11.30, so watch out for that, and they... They're pretty darn cool. I think you'll oh, be excited. They
1: are. Well done in getting those cards for us to show off.
0: I know. I had, to, I had to ask uh, some, some big wigs. Uh, but speaking of big wigs, uh, Eliwick Tumblestrom had to wear a big one uh, and uh, nice. talk about all of the fun stuff for Week of Legend Lore. So let's talk through those announcements just so everyone is aware. The big one for me was The Wild Beyond the Witch Light. Yes. What a fun storyline this is going to be.
1: Right. The first time we are journeying into the Feywild in 5th edition. Yeah. Um, And I am very excited. I feel like this is a setting that we can can all just wrap our brains around. I get this. This is exactly what I imagined doing when I first started playing D&D. It's taken like 15 or so years to get there, but I'm (laughs) here and I'm ready. Nice, and those Let's two covers
0: go. look so good. Oh. Uh, Tyler Jacobson, uh, f- a friend of D&D, we actually, man, you know what? We should have him on and talk more about it. He's created so many wonderful covers uh, for Dungeons and & Dragons, and that's the standard cover that you can get everywhere on sub- 20, September 21st, that one on the right uh, in this graphic. And then the one on the left from Hydro74, who uh, you know started off our whole alternate cover stuff uh and this one i think is one of my favorites that he's he's put together and you can get that one through game stores on uh september 21st as well so you'll get a lot more information about the contents of this book and the storyline and how it kicks off at D D live on july 16th and 17th our friends at g4 tv are presenting all of that there'll be a lot more news coming uh about all that programming too uh but then we moved on to what we talked about on
1: Tuesday,
0: oh which was Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos.
1: Oh, my gosh. It just keeps getting better and better.
0: Exactly, right? Uh, so this is a DD book that's coming in November 16th. There will be two covers uh, for this one as well, and it dramatizes a... Wizarding School or a uh, magical college uh, that you might have seen in the Magic: The Gathering set of Strixhaven that came out this spring. Uh, It's been a really, really popular set because of the amount of I I don't want. I guess I guess I could say like young adult kind of themed stuff going on in right. Like you know you're 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 battling against your peers, but also these monsters. There's a lot of great stuff in there, and we'll be giving a lot more information uh, about what's happening in Strixhaven, a Curriculum of Chaos uh during D live uh, as mm-hmm.
1: well and if you can't wait if you just oh i just can't wait to get a little taste of that strixhaven D content there's an unearthed arcana that's live right now that you can go and play test some of that delicious material that's right there.
0: mages of strixhaven is the title of that unearthed arcana it's got lots of fun stuff a lot of new mm-hmm. ways to think about how to make your character classes uh so take a look let us know what you think of course Playtest feedback is a huge part of what made D&D 5th edition uh, a success. And so we want uh, to keep that moving going forward. So check it out. We'll get some content ahead of time uh, from Strixhaven and uh, potentially even shape what ends up in that book uh, with your feedback. So make it happen.
1: But that's not all.
0: That's not all. The hits just keep on coming, We're we? are only
1: halfway through the week.
0: Uh, Dark Alliance had a huge reveal with a very long, awesome gameplay overview trailer. I have been following this game uh, and uh, getting all the updates from behind the scenes, but honestly, I didn't see this trailer until we got this asset uh, leading up to it. And it's hilarious. It's so good. Jermaine Clement oh my did a fantastic job narrating this uh, with his you know signature... Style of sarcasm, uh, and it really brought to life everything about um, what makes Dark Alliance fun, which is just getting together with your friends, bashing monsters, and maybe grabbing some loots.
1: Yep, and not, then there was
0: a, a loot, but loots.
1: Well, if you're Erica, then you would grab the little <laughs> musical loot.
0: Why not both? Is what Why I'm not? saying
1: um, exactly. Also on Wednesday, we had the Lambert House Pride Special. The Penny Arcade C Team um, did a wonderful, wonderful game that was uh, DM'd by uh, the lovely Kate Welch and uh, in support of our Lambert House initiative. Um, Always a great cause, and always wonderful to see how the community really steps up to support that initiative as well. There's great uh, D and D and Magic Pride apparel available now that people could go to MTG Pro Shop slash Pride and um, get get your gear. So um, lovely to see that, and that was a, a super fun game as usual.
0: On all the proceeds for that, of course, does go to Lambert House, which is a fantastic uh, uh, charity helping LGBTQAI youth or questioning youth, any of those. Uh, and it's uh, great here in Seattle. It just provides resources uh, for, for people who may not have them. And uh, today's this year is a very big year for fundraising for them. So we're pushing you to get as much of the awesome apparel as possible. I got this. Uh, hoodie, uh, very recently. It's very soft on the inside, which is one of my Aww. favorites, and it's a zipper like a hoodie, hug. which you don't get every all the time. Um, but there's not just hoodies. There's t-shirts. There's different styles for different uh, uh, flags, bags. depending on how you uh, you know identify. Uh, yep. Messenger bags, right? Yeah. God, so much great stuff. It's good so stuff. Great way to support, and thank you so much to Penny Arcade and all of the cast members of uh, the Lambert Heart special. How special for bringing even more. Um, you know visibility to uh, this promotion will be going on all all June long, maybe even longer maybe excellent all right, and then on Thursday, uh we announced uh new translations for dungeons and dragons that's right four languages, French, Italian, German, and Spanish. Uh, we like to clarify that the Spanish is from uh, the country of Spain. Uh, it doesn't use uh, the vernacular of Latin America, uh, but it is a great way to get into these. Uh, the books. So it will be the core rule books, the Player's Handbook, the Monster Manual, and the Dungeon Master's Guide, all uh, localized for those languages and the Essentials Kit. And that is coming, it is coming later this year, as this yeah. graphic says, but it's September 24th, if I am remembering correctly, exactly where that correct. release date is.
1: You are absolutely correct.
0: Um, so that's exciting. There's more to come uh, for localization of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, uh, but we're excited to jump out with those uh, books and bring D&D to more people in in their their native language. So that yes. should be fun. Exactly. Uh, there was also a great promotion uh, yesterday from Jeff Keighley in his Summer Games Fest. Uh, you might have seen a truncated version during his uh, summer, game, uh, summer Game Fest with Ember Moon, Hannibal Buris. Uh, Jeff Haddam, lead designer of Dark Alliance, and Jeff playing as the four companions of uh, Wolfgar, Dristo Erdin, Caddy Bree, and Brunor. And they had a lot of fun. The full version of that video is uh, live on the Dark Alliance YouTube channel. Go check that out more if you want to see people interacting and bashing monsters together. And Who'd then today, we've got a lot of fun stuff to announce.
1: We got a lot of, sp- yes, we do. And we have some special guests also to talk to exactly. and help.
0: Um, um, so, before we get to that, do you want to just bring on uh, Ellie Wick Tumblestrom herself?
1: This would not be the week of Legend Lore without the lovely Ellie Wick Tumblestrom, who helped um, every day cast Legend Lore to bring us that wonderful and exciting news. Yeah. Yes, Let's I think we need to bring cat. her out. There she is! <gasps> Yay! Hi!
0: Hi hey, Erica. So uh, we, when we came up with this idea, and, we'll, and we're going to bring on Brandy Camel in a little bit, she was the, the genesis of this, uh, but you were the first person that came to mind to embody this amazing character.
2: Which is, like, a, such an honor, honestly. <laughs> like, I was really flattered when you guys told me that. You've,
0: amazing. I mean... Not only do you look the part uh, uh, very well, but you are such an accomplished cosplayer. I've been following your stuff through Girls Scouts Glory, but also uh, just on Instagram. Uh, you're always creating these stories uh, with your photos. Uh, and it was Thank great you. to be you know, doing that in video form too, right?
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was really excited to uh, create Ellie Wick's costume and, and uh, try and bring her to life.
1: Well, you did, uh, because I remember when I saw the very first um, video, the draft, I guess, of the first video that you did, I went, oh, it was amazing. (laughs) Like how, and it's not like we gave you like a year or even six months or even really a month to prepare for this. You just did this. It was amazing.
2: I I utilized uh, Prime Delivery.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The best friend of all cosplayers.
2: Especially on short notice. <laughs>
1: yes, it was very, um, very impressive. And I'm a big fan of your lute playing as well.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was really, uh, I was excited. I got to bust out the the old mandolin. Um
0: it sounds good. Rusty. Those are some of my, my favorite parts of the videos those little stingers that you do with like weird faces. It felt very much yeah. like what a gnome bard would do.
1: Absolutely. We,
2: like, what is this just, strange uh, device? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just took a bunch of B roll of me strumming in weird positions. It, was, it, it worked. was really fun. It was really fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: of course, shout out to Todd Kenrick, uh, who you know, uh, directed and, and edited the videos. He had to level up himself and do all the amazing animations uh and they looked fantastic um so uh great job todd high fives all around for making that happen what was it like because you guys shot that in different places right he was here in the seattle area and you were down in la so how did that work
2: yeah so originally um i was gonna try to record them all on my camera uh, to try and get like the best video quality but we did i think one take And then I got up to get some water and forgot to stop recording. And it had only been maybe like five minutes and my camera overheated. (laughs) So so I just recorded everything through OBS and uh, sent it along to him that way. But we were on a Zoom call. So, yeah, it was Um. just kind of us playing around via Zoom and... Uh, hoping, hoping everything uh, worked,
0: <laughs> and it did. I mean, having that background, you know, uh, that looked Feywild esque, uh, yeah. that was a challenge too. Trying to get that together in time.
2: Yeah, we got um, I think three different backgrounds. One uh, I thought would work really well because it was like trees, and it had uh, like lights drawn into the trees. But when that one arrived, it was it was like this. It was it it was like the, the width of this chair, <laughs> it was not.
1: Like a background for an aquarium or something. For ants. No. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is a background for ants. Yes, it did have to be at least three times bigger than it was. Um, but yeah, it, that one did it not worked. work.
1: <laughs> nice. It's funny how like the, the technology, how everybody in this past year has just kind of just cobbled together ways to make things happen. Like playing D&D. Mm-hmm. And making D and D videos.
0: Luckily, you had uh, a lot of those, pe- like the wigs and the and the vest, ready to go. I do you did, have some I of those
2: with you? I actually had to. Um, I do. I have. Um, thankfully, I had bought this like brown vest a couple she's years gonna, ago. I have it and putting it on she's and putting transforming it on transforming right professionally.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, I just got like I got some I got some bias tape. Um, I had some boning laying around to get the collar to pop well. It did um, pop. But I got, this, I got this on the internet. <laughs> this at Joanne's. I had this vest. Thankfully, so I didn't have to make an entire vest from scratch. Um, and I had tried to do the little bun with my own hair, but I didn't have the volume, you know. I, wanted, I wanted more.
1: You're not Greg so. Tito after all.
2: No, I don't have Greg Tito's hair. Greg (laughs) Tito has great volume to his hair.
1: Nobody has volume like Greg Tito.
0: (laughs) I'm ready to donate uh, uh, the volume of my hair for more Ellie Wig Tumblstrom (laughs) 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 videos.
1: Oh, there it
2: is. Let's see if I can do this. Let's see if I can do this. I think you can do it. it. Let's do do it in real
0: time. You guys get to see the transformation. Polymorph is being cast right now.
1: (laughs) This is amazing.
2: Oh, gosh. Where is the front of this?
0: Well, as you're... Uh getting that on, I just want to point out that uh you did such a great job of uh taking those silly words that we wrote and uh putting them into something that made sense. You know, like mm-hmm. I think Brandy and I were all like, I hope this works. I think it does. Um <laughs> and you took that and you and you made it sing. Uh and that's a rare thing to do with things that are marketing copy.
2: <laughs> Thank you. It was it was a lot of fun. You guys wrote some some fun uh fun, silly announcements so it's fun to
1: play with yeah i don't know what we're gonna do now for our next announcement if we don't have you there with your loot uh announcing it but we'll oh we'll figure it out oh there she is there there's Eliwick
0: Eliwick is here in the flesh
1: that's so cute
0: that is so cute and we i mean just so you guys everyone knows we chose Eliwick tumblestrom as uh our spokesperson for this week because not only does she appear in The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, but she is also uh, appearing in other fun things coming from Wizards, including Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which we we'll get some magic cards spoiled for that soon, um, and uh, some other fun stuff coming up uh, that I don't necessarily want to hint too much at, but it exists, and you'll enjoy it, and you'll get it all, and it'll be fun. Not Maybe the fun Eliwick content. I know, yes. right? Nonstop stop Eliwick content. <laughs> Uh, will be happening. Um, so awesome! Thank you so much for for transforming into this character. I can't believe you just did it on uh, like on camera just now, putting a wig and a vest on. And I'm like, oh crap, that's her.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't have my ears. My ears aren't quite quite there.
0: I'm ready to believe it. I'm ready to believe it. <laughs>
2: yep, doesn't matter.
1: Very impressive. Um, thank you for for being available and lending us your incredible talents for this.
2: Thank you so much for asking me to be part of it. I'm really honored, and I had, I had so much fun. Sweet. We did, well,
0: too. High five to Eliwick, and uh, we will be uh, going to your concert uh, in the Wild Beyond the light very soon. Yep.
1: Awesome. Look, Look for us there. <laughs> Help guide us through the Feywild.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Erica.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, and we're now, I think, going to go to having some fun discussions about something that we haven't really talked about yet. So let's bring on Brandy Camel. Okay,
1: let's do it. <gasps> Brandy! Oh, so- hey, guys. Hey, how you how you y'all just doing? Up
3: here? I know, it's like magic.
0: <laughs> it's like Magic the Gathering um, so yeah Brandy that was your idea uh, creating a way to talk through all of these foot announcements by casting legend lore so first off thank you so much for being smart
3: thank you Brandy <laughs> you know um, sometimes it's just like trying to figure out whatever the through line is for all of these crazy different announcements from all different parts of the world and honestly I play a lot of bards so legend lore was just something that was like front of you mind for me cast it all the time so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's cast it one more time. Uh okay. to find out what you will be helping us announce right
2: now.
3: Excellent. All right. So I'm here today to talk about D and D Celebration twenty twenty one, y'all. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. um Last year, uh, we held D anD D celebration for the first time, and uh, and it was a super fun event. It was very community focused. It's very driven by those of you who do awesome stuff within our community, doing live play games and panels and. All sorts of cool stuff, and you know, sticking in a few announcements at the end, and and things of that nature. And uh, we're gonna do it again because everybody had a ton of fun with it. Um, you all really enjoyed it. You sent us amazing feedback uh, through both survey and just chatting about um, the event online. And uh, honestly, it's a lot like last year, but more. We're just making it <laughs> bigger. We're making Taking it that better. Feedback. Oh, yeah, taking that feedback, and we're even going to be extending some of our content into other languages. Uh, oh. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so there's, there will be more information to come uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, there will be live play. There will be uh, more panels, things, things like that. A lot, of, a lot of what you experienced last year, but this, this year we are celebrating the launch of Wild Beyond the Witchlight. So that will be... Uh, Kind of the overarching theme, and you'll have that to look forward to. Uh, There is one other thing I have in store to Uh talk about. Very Uh, exciting thing. And uh, this, we are announcing our inaugural Dungeon Masters Challenge. That's right. We are going to be holding an event for those of you who are expert dungeon masters to compete against one another for the title of Best Dungeon Master in the DMs Challenge. So, when does this start? It actually starts June 17th. That's right. So, uh, here's the way that it works. We're holding this competition where the best of the best can show off their Dungeon Master skills. And there will be a series of design challenges and a series of uh, challenges near the end where you actually show off your skills live. So, super exciting. Um, I can't share too much about the challenges because we want everybody to be on an equal playing level. So, those will be revealed as the competition kicks off and as it hits its different stages. Uh, We have a skilled team of different judges across uh, both D&D team members as well as uh, well-known dungeon masters within the community, uh, like B. Dave Walters and Jennifer Kretschmer. Nice. Uh, I know that they'll be making an appearance and, and helping us sort through submissions and, and uh, helping judge the content that we see from you all. So here's how it will work. Competition will be held in three stages. You'll start with open submissions. That's what's kicking off on June seventeenth. You'll have seventy-two hours to submit your stuff, so it'll be a quick turnaround. What, and, kind, of, what and, kind of
0: stuff are they are they submitting?
3: Do we know that? Uh, I can't announce I can't that yet. Do so, oh, okay. yeah. Uh, otherwise, people starts. get advanced preparation. So we want everybody on. Oh, a cool
0: oh, oh that makes sense. So on January yeah. June seventeenth is we when you'll get, get is when it'll
3: be revealed yep. what okay. what you Perfect. need to submit. So. Um, I do know that it'll require submitting as a PDF so that it can source through our system, so make sure that you have that prepared as well. Um, There are some regional limitations. This isn't open worldwide just yet, but we did try to make it open to as many countries as possible. We have all of that outlined in our rules on the website. Head to dndcelebration.com to check out what the rules are. I believe it's up right now, so you can go check it out. And uh, so we have open our webmaster
0: who's nodding. So I think that's, yeah. that's, that's true.
3: <laughs> I, think, yes. I think we're good. Uh, I think the, the next phase that will happen after that is we will cut down all those open submissions to 10 finalists. Uh, those 10 finalists will be announced at D&D Live uh, July 16th through 18th. And, uh, and then from there, those finalists will, complete in, uh, will compete in weekly challenges over the next few weeks uh, where we'll be doing slow eliminations. One or two will be dropped uh, until we get down to our final three. Once we get to our final three, those three will face off while, where they will DM an encounter for an experienced panel of judges. So these will be like little mini sessions. Um, I'm not sure if we're live streaming or recording them yet. I think that's still being determined. But uh, but you guys will definitely be able to see the results of this. So that will be very cool. And then uh, last but not least, the winner will get announced at T&D Celebration 2021. So, and like sweet, sweet prize pack. Yeah.
0: So, so Shelly and I, you and I, we've talked about doing something like this for a long time. Like well, wanting to kind of <laughs> meld the fun of... Competition shows uh, that we watch on TV with the fun of D&D and creating games and, like, how much you can create things in this way. And, like, I I love this concept so much.
1: It has been my mission for nearly (laughs) two decades to combine, get my two worlds to collide, Dungeons & Dragons and reality TV. So (laughs) this idea was conceived by my love of... Competition reality shows like Top Chef, and every time I talk to someone about them, like it's like Top Chef for dungeon masters, Um, (laughs) except you won't, will not be packing your knives and leaving, but maybe maybe like your theoretical knives, yeah, yeah, (laughs) pack up your dice and and go. But um, I'm so excited to see how this unfolds. We have so many really, really talented dungeon masters in our community, and it's a great way to show off their skills. Um, and just get the community really excited and hyped up for something.
4: Yay.
0: Yeah. Your pitch for the, the Bachelorette DM challenge was, was shot a- down, so we went with the HR Top Chef HR was version. like,
1: no, not going to do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, you know, Top Chef is great, too, but I
3: am still working on,
1: on a, a Real Housewives D&D show.
3: There's a super sweet the one thing I really want to call out is there's a super sweet trophy attached to this for the winner and I can't wait for people to see this cuz it's awesome. It wow. is.
1: The trophy's awesome and like in the just the suite of prizes that the mm-hmm. that you'll get is also pretty incredible, a big uh treasure trove.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So you can find out everything about that at DND Celebration. Dot com. Slash uh, welcome,
1: the, I think, takes you right there to that page.
0: Slash welcome.
1: Slash yeah. welcome. Welcome!
0: Um, you can get that from their Dungeons & Dragons website as well, too, but that's the direct URL that can help you out. And all the rules and stuff that uh, uh, Brandy was just talking about are posted there for your edification, as well as getting ready to submit on June 17th. And I love that idea of you can't do anything right now. You just got to get ready for June 17th skills. I think at 12 noon. Uh, Pacific time is when that starts, yes. right?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Submission so starts twelve, started, noon, 12 Pacific noon Pacific
0: time on June seventeenth. Seventy two hours. That's when you'll get that prompt, and you have to get it in within seventy two hours.
1: Don't overthink it. Just get it in. Just get yep. it in there. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm excited
3: to see the stuff that comes in through this. I think I think I might be volunteering to help sort through some. I think of the I literally so. <laughs>
1: think you just volunteered yourself. I've been told. I think you're doing it right now. <laughs>
0: possibly I, I did not volunteer just make sure everyone notice I
1: did not either <laughs> let the record show not sure
0: uh, but this is good. just one of a really you know one facet of a really great event of D&D celebration too like I, I love that it's a way for us to all get together on a global scale to play D&D to roll dice to just learn about this game that we love uh, different facets of it from the culture and the community um, you know, D&D Live, we think, is our, our big kind of way to get people who may not be franchise fans to really enjoy and get, you know, oh, I might want to get that first, you know, player's handbook or starter set or, or join that group uh, that's forming around me. So that's what D&D Live is about. D&D Celebration is getting people who are, you know, diehard fans, have been fans for a long time, and, and, and really creating the content uh, for you. Obviously, both of those groups will get stuff out of each one of these events um, but I think D and D celebration uh, this year, after after last year's great success, is just going to grow and change. Brandy, you're you're a big part of all that.
3: Yeah, I, it's I think it's really important that we celebrate the community that we have, as well as continue to make it welcoming and open to to those who are like, "Hey, what's this thing? I want to check mm-hmm. it out." So, um, you know, D and D is for everybody. We see that all the time. So, uh, I think celebration is a big part of that, and and I'm particularly excited about taking it to a more you know, extra regional, almost global level. And I'm hoping that growth can continue yes, throughout the definitely. years.
1: And I really love seeing the different community uh, members come together. And like, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've talked about how it's got like that summer camp vibe, but it, it's great to see because they're all fans of each other too. And I love <laughs> to see them getting a chance to play together or sit on a panel together or just, you know, be together virtually. But it's, it's really cool to see that. Oh, I Super excited. Just, so I, I hope you all are this, excited
3: too.
0: The source of this, this trophy might have just been uh, spoiled in chat. So I'm like, oh, maybe that is.
3: Oh, that snap. Could,
0: that could be very cool. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, oh. All right. Well, that's all of our fun stuff about D&D Celebration. Uh, Brandon, I'd love for you to stick around for a second while we bring on Bart sure. Carroll. Uh, Bart.
1: Bart, are you there? We have something very
0: exciting for you to be here with uh, not only... Are you going to talk to us about some of the fun history of Dragon Talk? But I wanted you here for when we spoil some amazing Magic the Gathering cards that are coming to Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. The release date of that is uh, July 22nd. We've already seen a whole bunch, uh, including uh, Dristo Erdin's card, the Tiamat card. There's a few others that have been out there. All oh, There's more to, to come in previews, but we get to talk about two. And I know there's at least one person in the chat, uh, Alpha Stream, Teos. You're going to be very excited about this first card. I might have just given it away uh, by saying that. Um, but let us show our first preview card from Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, and it starts with an F. I'm giving that for Sean so he knows which ones to show. Yes! There it is! Oh, the flump.
1: Oh, yeah!
0: It is a white <laughs> card, which makes total sense. Flumps, for those of you <laughs> who don't know, are monsters in the Underdark, native to the Underdark, below the Forgotten Realms, that are good aligned. They're one of the few monsters uh, that can maybe help you out if you're nice to them. They float around on gas so they also have farts. Uh, Fart power. What do you think of this (laughs) Bart?
1: True story. True story. (laughs) Who wouldn't be nice to a flump? How can you not? They're so cute!
0: They are so cute! Uh, they uh, communicate, uh, you know, telepathically. Sometimes helping in like enclaves, they feed off of, uh, you know, neural energy. But again, they can sometimes help. So I love the text in here uh, that helps everybody, right? So anytime a flumph uh, absorbs damage uh, through, uh, you know, Magic the Gathering combat. Everybody draws a card and I like that as a mechanic. It just feels very much in line with what flumps uh do in the D&D multiverse. So, super fun card there. Um yeah, any other Brandy, what do you think of the flump?
3: Uh I mean, they're they're soft, they're squishy, they're cute. Like <laughs> in their special underdark way. Um I actually tend to play a lot of green white, so this is the type of card that appeals to me especially, so. <laughs>
0: And I love uh someone in the chart saying uh, fart power is good. It's true. <laughs> it's good Always. alone. It's canon. That is canon. Awesome. All right. Well we got one more Magic the Gathering card to spoil for you. Um, what you
1: got? What you got? Wait, hold
0: on. Did you guys do you guys hear that? <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, it is. Is. Brandy's amazing laughter uh for Tasha's hideous laughter. What a great card uh, this is. Uh, For those of you who don't, uh, you know, just watching, I will give you some feedback uh, around this. Uh, uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything uh, is named after Tasha. I'm actually, you know what, Brandy, you're the expert on on Tasha here. So (laughs) why don't you give us a little bit about about this uh, card?
3: Oh, I love Tasha. So Tasha is a, is a historical character who dates back to very early Greyhawk history. Um, she was part of the Company of Seven. Um, she adventured kind of like incognito, and she has a very long storied history. Um, she is the daughter of Baba Yaga. Uh, and uh, grew up in the Feywild, and Tasha's Hideous laughter is one of her iconic go-to spells of just you know disabling somebody in combat and and uh, and taking power on the battlefield. So she is uh, an absolute delight. She's one of my favorite lore characters in D anD D. So uh, I'm extra excited that uh, that this card made it into the set.
0: Absolutely, and I love that uh, that ability there. Which basically means you'll be decking uh, yourself until you get to twenty combined mana cost. Which you know that could be like ten, you know, twenty commons. It could be mm-hmm. one or two of your big bads, you know, that you've got in there that you'll lose uh, with this uh, sorcery. So super fun way to interpret again D and D mechanics and lore into magic mechanics. It's working really well, and uh, kudos to the team there for making all that happen. All right, awesome.
2: Love it. So got cool. Got a lot to look like- forward
0: to.
3: It's D&D magic. It really, really is. It really is. It yeah, really this is, is. I've I've been looking forward to this since like I found out about it working here. And I'm like, oh, it's fi- It's finally happening. It's happening. It's so cool.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again, Brandy, for coming on and talking through all of the fun stuff around D&D celebration, the DMs challenge, and of course, being able to laugh with us.
3: <laughs> thanks so much for having me. Yes,
0: <laughs> always.
3: Thank you, Brandy. Uh,
0: Yay! Bye, Brandy. Uh, okay, so Bart, uh, we Hello. are very excited to talk to you in uh, the downstairs area from Shelly. I think you're actually <laughs> like just ten feet below her. Is that I, right?
1: He's yes, he is, and I'm so excited that our internet is holding. Knock <laughs> That's on wood. Right.
4: <laughs> why? Why would you even <laughs> say that?
1: I mean, I don't know how many people know this about you, Bart, but you're the reason why we have a D and D podcast.
4: That's that's sort not where of. you thought
1: I was going, is it?
4: <laughs> There's so many things you could have said.
1: I, <laughs> so many. I,
4: no, I, I as with many things, and I'll get to this in a bit. Uh, I was privileged to be there for the start of the D and D podcast, but admittedly, uh, more of a facilitator than than an originator. Right? There have been a lot of different projects in my time at Wizards of the Coast where. Folks have had great ideas, and we're looking for some help executing them. And the d d podcast originally started off that way. Uh, I, I've been at Wizards since 2004, so it's been a while. And see, I don't even have the records. 2007, 2008, folks in RD were interested in having a podcast and trying to figure out, well, how do we do this? We don't really have... That's set up in Wizards of the Coast, so yeah. we make it happen. We don't know. Uh, so- and some of that, and that was
0: actually the beginning of Aven- Acquisitions Incorporated. It wasn't even a talk show like we turned it into here, but it was. It was just people playing. It was James Wyatt first? I mean, people don't know that either. It Was James Wyatt and the guys uh, from Penny Arcade, and then uh, Chris Perkins took over in the second session, and that was the first Dragon Talk, really.
4: There were a few. Yeah, there were a few starts and stops. Uh, but yes, there was, I think way back when there was an office at Wizards of the Coast that we commandeered. It's now Jeremy Jarvis's office. <laughs> but it was it was one office that had a lock on the door. And I don't know why. And it, uh, so we figured, well, we can store equipment in there and keep it locked. And then no one could barge in on us in the middle of a, of a podcast. So that's why we chose the room and just bought a bunch of um what do you call those things the ink crepe foams and literally stuck them to the wall with push pins to oh nice yep,
1: i remember i remember now go- i know what you're talking about
4: yes get some sound dampening and you know it was just one microphone and a soundboard that i didn't know how to operate and <laughs> garage band and doing lots of extra edits anytime anyone ever said oh or Mar- ah oh. Like spending laborious amounts of time trying to edit out, which was unnecessary, but yeah, you know, it's just kind of learning as we go. So it was, it was, goes way, way back.
0: You were like the DIY, uh, you know, punk making podcasts in the middle of, yeah. the, Wizards
1: of the coast office. It was a pretty uh, novel idea, you know, for two thousand six, two thousand seven.
4: But that was the thing. I mean, we've done we've done experiments like that. Where it's yeah. like, well, we don't really do this, but let's let's give it a try. Um, Chris Tulock and and other folks way back were trying to figure out like the D D encounters program. Hey, is this a format for organized play that we could do? Uh, Jason Thompson just pitched the cartoon walkthrough maps once as a fun thing. Like, hey, remember in Family Circus, they <laughs> would do these walks around, the-. and we've we've done it for for every book since. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, then and then
0: let's fast (laughs) forward to uh, uh, you know 2015, where uh, you know you you were talking about doing a lot of the sound and editing yourself. We ended up bringing in someone else to help out with that. You want to talk a little bit about meeting Ryan Marth for the first time?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right after many producers, after self production, which didn't work super well, uh, we had a gentleman, uh, Joshua McNichols, come in in 2014. He didn't, he didn't last long only because he moved over to NPR shortly thereafter for our local I Seattle. I still
1: hear him, like his produced segments on, on NPR. He's like, I'm Joshua McNichols. I'm like, oh, I once oh. knew you. <laughs> he <laughs> once helped us with Dragon. He went from Dragon Talk to NPR. So
4: what does that the, tell When Joshua left, we, we needed to find another producer. So we had uh, another person come in named Ryan Marth. And I was checking my notes. His first podcast recording with us was back in mid-January 2015. And uh, he's, he's been, I believe, the, uh, the engineer ever since. Oh, right. we
1: weren't going to let him go. No way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's bring on Ryan now so you can see him in full glory in the Ryan studio. Ryan and
1: Lisa are with us.
4: Yeah. Yay.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. Hi.
1: Hi. It's about time you're in front of the camera.
5: The greatest mistake you ever made.
1: No. (laughs) It's going to air all of our dirty secrets, Greg. All that hot mic recording. Oh, no. Do not. Yeah, so uh, Brian, what
0: do you remember about coming in in January 2015 for the first time?
1: Yeah, I'm curious what you thought when you got this job. You were like, Ugh. did you, because you, what, I don't think you had much of a history with D&D, correct me if I'm wrong.
5: Right, so I I came from a music background and I um, actually worked at a uh, news station, so Como 4 News here in Seattle, which is the ABC affiliate. Um, I was an uh, audio engineer, uh, engineering broadcasts, so all the news uh, shows. And um, I had this opportunity to come up, and I heard that Dungeons and Dragons needed somebody, so I went in there and, and interviewed with with Bart. Oh, and uh, I, it, this was you know six almost six years ago now, so I don't remember exactly all the specifics of our conversation, but <laughs> I do remember he asked, do, "So do you play much Dungeons and Dragons?" And I just kind of like sidestepped that question and said. <laughs> I, I said I like clean audio, and that's kind of what I like.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and, uh, so, and and Bart was yes. like, oh, okay. And so, um, yeah, I just remember that that first time I came in to record, we were in one of those board rooms. There must, I mean, in my mind, there was like fifteen people in this long, loud, boomy conference room sitting around a table, and there's no sound treatment, and everybody's just like talking, and 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 I. <laughs> And uh, I brought in a couple pieces of equipment that were not sufficient for. I didn't know what I was, you know, what what, the, what was going on. And so, yeah, we s- slowly started like uh, taking the podcast out of boardrooms and, and into more sound appropriate spaces. And um, yeah, yeah. We went, went from went from there
1: slowly. It was. Slow. I remember being in conference rooms. I remember like, when Joshua was our engineer, he brought in like an old quilt, like an yeah. old like crocheted quilt and laid it on the, the conference room table to like try to muffle the sound. I remember being in one of the conference rooms that was near the women's room and like every so often you could hear the toilet flushing in the background <laughs> <laughs> or like the doors opening and closing. Oh, and like, oh that was the death. It was... Yeah, I can't uh, believe those, we made yeah. it.
5: We and we used to get in trouble too because we'd be in conference rooms and we'd all be laughing and then we, you know we'd be next to somebody who was important and they'd be like, you you can't do this here. What are you doing? Right, you're right? too close to my office.
4: Or they would start showing up outside the door because they had a meeting in there in the next oh. hour. And oh, it's right no. after, or we'd be
1: double booked. We would just like get everything set up and somebody would be like, I have this room booked
4: right clearly just set up the mic what do you want us to do
5: (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know what was funny is the next month a a funny bart memory as i i still was like getting to know everybody and i and i came in and i was trying to find where everybody was in which conference room because there's so many and they all look the same and i didn't know how to get around anywhere but i walked i i heard bart talking from and i was like oh he's down here so I walked in there and Bart had everybody sat down at the table and he had on the whiteboard with the magic marker, this was right after the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl, and he was marking out where everybody was on like with X's and O's. And he's like, and so this guy's supposed to run a slant here. But, but then Russell throws it and Marshawn's just sitting right here. He didn't run the football. And I, I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, okay, well. So Bart's upset today. Yeah, hey, I know. Why would you bring up such a, <laughs> on such a joyous occasion?
4: It still but hurts. Yeah. It still hurts. It, it does still really
5: hurt. It does still hurt. It that's was kindred spirits.
0: Because I was I, on the other side, I was in North Carolina uh, watching that Super Bowl uh, after I had interviewed for Wizards of the Coast. and I had not yet heard if I had gotten the job when that Super Bowl was happening. And I am from the, the, the Northeast, but I am not a Patriots fan. So I'll just throw Yay. it out there right now. Uh, but I was watching all that occur, and I was like, oh, man, I guess this is a, an omen. I'm not going to get oh. the call to, to work at Wizards. And I didn't hear anything on Monday. On Tuesday, I got the call, and everything uh, changed. I ended no up way. moving uh, in March 2015 to uh, start working at Wizards of the Coast as, uh, as a communications manager. And I came from the content creation side. So I would made podcasts and done articles and, and, and written a whole bunch of stuff around that. And when I came, I wasn't really sure exactly what job I could do. But I heard that you guys had this podcast. And I was like, oh, this seems pretty cool. And I think even it might have been you, Shelly. You're just be like, you should come. Come join. I'm sure. Keep on the podcast.
1: It was very willy-nilly. And honestly, I don't know like why I even started being part of the podcast, I have no idea how that ended up, and like there was a lot of churn with the other hosts, but there was always one constant—me. Like, how did I just keep hanging on? And then That's eventually, you're the nope, nope, <laughs> it's not, nope. Um, you hope but you're remember, the persevering one. Must be, must be. But you, you came on as a guest, right,
4: Greg? Uh,
1: like,
0: yes. Did we the, interview the, well, you? When we did this first uh, uh, episode, it was I was just one of the people asking questions. It was me, you, and Trevor, Kidd. Trevor, yeah, and I think uh, I think Bart, you might have been in that too, but I'm not sure. Bart uh, used to do just... our intros. Always do the intros. He used yeah. to do like
1: these really good intros, which I actually was like, mm, maybe we should bring this back. <laughs> it's
4: yeah. actually pretty yes. good. <laughs>
0: and I loved it. I did... the...
4: Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say I did it for a while, but then I was moved over to magic for a couple of years, so I was I was completely out of it, and then I I'm sure it was like. We need somebody. <laughs> let's get the the folks who are doing it and who are working well. So, and I saw the, I saw the right promise
0: ahead. of of that right. Having like an internal podcast where we could talk to um, our you know designers in a more uh, you know informal way than than other ways, and just kind of get to know them and kind of show how Wizards is a fun place to be. Plus, I just liked Shelly and 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 everyone working on this. So it was just like, hey, we get to do this, and it was it was super fun and. We branded it like it was uh, just called the official D and D podcast for for many years uh, until I was like maybe we should call it something. What do we call it? And then we did yeah. a brainstorming meeting that to call you. it something. So we we came up with Dragon Talk. Uh, we still say the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. The reason why we do that is because it was the the first name of of, of this, and it's a good descriptor. Um, but yeah, I moved it to yeah. doing a weekly because it was kind of there was no it regular was schedule. Willy Yep. Yeah. We didn't get, uh, and I remember, no those
1: are the two things. I remember, like, Greg Greg made us more legit. <laughs> he was like, we have to commit to doing this on a regular basis. It should come out on, like, the a specific day of the week, every week. And it needs a name. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Like, and then yeah.
0: we started bringing on new guests. You guys had, had already started doing, like, you, I, I really love the episode where Shelly and Bart, you talked to Dan Harmon.
1: I just um, listened to that it's Last such night. a
0: it's so interesting because it's like, you know, right after the second D&D episode appeared on would, on, on community It this was about so this, to air,
1: yeah.
0: This little yeah. time capsule of uh of that of that of that era. Um so you guys were already doing that stuff, but I was like, let's do more of that. Let's bring in entertainment folks and it was right around the time that we were starting to hear um that there was this I wouldn't say secret, but there was this like group of people who were playing D&D in Hollywood uh and entertainers and comedy writers and all that stuff, and I was like, let's just bring them on and see, ask. All we can do is ask. And luckily, some people said yes, they wanted to do it. And so uh, that started to bring more and more um, uh, attention to, to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but then my job changed uh, over the years. You know, we started producing those episodes on a weekly basis. We got to, I don't know, episode 150 or 200. And uh, we realized that we needed more help from Ryan and uh, producing. And so we brought on Lisa Carr uh, to help out and do all that fun stuff.
4: That's me. Yay. And
1: yeah. that's when we became really professional. Like For it got a real nice polish because <laughs> of Lisa's added uh, added value there with like the lead sheets and just like reaching out to the guests and taking care of them so well and following up with them and making sure they had everything they needed prior to the interview. Like a lot of times we would ask, "Do you need something?" and they would say, "Oh, Lisa already took care of it." Like we don't even know all the good stuff she does behind the scenes, but we know it's good stuff.
3: Well, you're not supposed to. That's what makes a good producer. Hey, <laughs> look at
1: that.
0: <laughs> so when did when did you start, Lisa?
3: Oh gosh, um, this I know it was like a December, two thousand seven, eighteen. 18, wow. nineteen.
0: Has it really been? Wow, that's amazing.
5: Well, yeah. So we brought on Lisa, uh, like. Just on a limited basis, I think in 2018. And then Lisa started doing full time, doing everything in 2019.
0: Gosh, I can't believe we're in 2021. So that means that you've been doing this for four years.
4: Yeah, roughly. Like just about. Yeah.
0: Time is an illusion. I still can't believe we have 300 episodes. Um, we've had wonderful guests, uh, so much over the years. Again, thank you to everybody who, uh, who has been on the podcast in general, uh, but who sent in uh, those video messages that you saw early on. We're going to show those, um, in, uh, the VOD form. Uh, but I also want to just, uh, shout out a couple of folks who sent in a thing, uh, for us. So let's have our, our friend B Dave Walters, who we've had on, I think three times. Um, He was one of our first guests back in 2018 uh, uh, who uh, really opened up the doors for a lot of folks. So uh, we wanted to show his message uh, here, if
1: we could, Sean. Greg and Shelly are the best. This community would not be what it is without them. Congratulations and thank you so very much for 300 episodes of Dragon Talk. I myself have been lucky enough to be on the show a couple of times now. This is the part where I mentioned that my career would not exist as it does without Greg Tito. Thank you for everything you all have done to increase diversity, inclusion, to have different kinds of people at the table, to very publicly show that there is room for all sorts of people inside the D&D community. And no matter who you are, where you're from, what you believe, any of those things in your background, there is still room for you in the wonderful world of Dungeons and Dragons. And congrats again. And here is to 600 more episodes, which hopefully I'll get to be on to. 600 mm. more. We can do it. We can do it. Time flies.
0: <laughs> Think you guys got it? We got, we're going to go to doing three a week now so that we can get that going, uh, hopefully, within <laughs> seven years.
1: Amazing. Yes. Oh. I, you know, I see um, Lauren Urban in the chat. And I, she, Lauren was definitely one of our early guests. I know she was in that conference room with the crocheted blanket. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and yet she's still friends with us.
0: That was awesome. Yeah, I loved uh, meeting Lauren. I think that was the first time I met her. Uh, she was here in Renton, and we brought her in, and she was a, a, a in person guest, which we yes uh, had shifted to doing not so many in person guests by that time, and uh, was always amazing. So thank you, Lauren, uh, yep. for being awesome, one of my faves. Um, and I'm glad that you got to play your oboe in person last night. That was super cool to see. Um, but yes, thank you to D- B. Dave as well. Uh, I think he underlined something that was important for us uh, as well, We to just make sure that the D and D community is represented as in all of its diversity, both from background to to uh, uh, the color of skin to what you love about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, you know, there's there's room for everybody, and that was also a big kind of uh, philosophy tenet for for this podcast. In addition to lifting up those people. Definitely. As well as singing hollow notes quotes.
1: Oh, I think, we haven't done that point. in a while.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: Yeah. There's some definite, the bings and the bongs and the hollow notes and the voice impressions. There's dragon talk has evolved a lot in the three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in some ways, it's still all about poop and fart But in shows. some
1: ways, it's, it's devolved as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we also have one more really special uh, guest that we wanted to. Uh, show their video message there was a bunch of announcements uh from the critical role side of things this week um so it was really awesome that uh matthew mercer took his time to uh give this awesome message so why don't we play that for us here now 300 episodes that's an insanely wonderful milestone and it couldn't have been put together by two nicer people greg and shelley have been so welcoming and so wonderful to the breadth of the D community and I'm so thankful that our paths have crossed. I've enjoyed every conversation we've had on the podcast and just watching it continue to grow and bring in more people, more perspectives, more conversation, more ideas. It's, it's been wild to watch it just continue to, to grow and expand, and it couldn't have been based around two nicer people. Uh, super proud of you both, super excited to see what's to come, and just wanted to be part of the celebration and say thank you for including me and everyone in this wild ride and uh, sending all the love to you both congratulations on 300 episodes oh people Aww. are making me so tear up it's so nice it's I love so it.
1: nice i love that
0: and i want to extend all those congratulations to everybody here for for making uh dragon talk happen and for everybody listening and watching mm-hmm. for all of these years it's been a huge uh wonderful journey uh for me and as many of those messages said uh Gosh, I think we're on the hook for 300 more, Shelly.
1: Definitely. <laughs> I'm, I am here for it. Let's do it. <laughs> we also have a book that we're uh, writing. So that's not coming out till 2022. So we're going to have to keep doing some episodes.
0: That's right. That's very exciting. We're busy writing a book about all of the this, this history that we've just been talking about here. So we're going to be cribbing notes <laughs> very much uh, from <laughs> this conversation uh, to put into <laughs> that. Uh. As well as essays about all of the the interviews uh, that we have had over the years, the ones that you know uh, had a lot of resonance, and and uh, we can't wait to share that book with you uh, soon, and or finish writing it.
1: Well, probably start with that.
0: Yeah, that's probably yeah. a good idea.
1: Yes. Um, also, want to give us very special thanks to Sean Mayowski, who's behind the scenes in making yes. this whole production work for us right now. Thank you very much, Sean. Woo! Hey. Good job,
0: Sean, as well. It wouldn't be uh, uh, the same to not thank Pelham Green yep. uh, for a lot of his work. Uh, he doesn't necessarily work on, on Dragon Talk right now, but he was instrumental for a lot of the stuff that we were doing, especially live streaming uh, from the studio, uh, which yep. was a whole other era of Dragon Talk uh, that was super exciting, and we wish we wanted to share that with you uh, you know, on, on a video form, and maybe one day we'll get back to doing that in the studio once uh, this quarantine kind of dies down.
1: Yeah, here's hoping.
0: Here's hoping. We're going to roll some dice. Let's see if that actually makes that happen. Um, nope. No, I'm sorry. That's not happening oh, for you. Oh, we got a few more.
1: It's like, it's like the months. groundhog seeing a shadow. No, we have a few <laughs> more months of quarantine.
4: Yeah,
0: uh, we can do it. And poor, poor drunkie is never going to uh, you know, complete her quest, I don't think. She will. She will. We'll hope. By
1: the 600th episode, we're going to wrap up that storyline.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, of course, I, you know, extending all of that thank yous to the amazing designers that we've had on. So from Chris Perkins to Jeremy Crawford uh, to Ari Levich and Adam Lee and Matt Cernit back when we did Lore You Should Know with Matt. Uh, all the fun folks, Brandy uh, doing Random Character Generator, uh, Kate Welch. Uh, so many folks have contributed awesome stuff to this, and uh, we're hoping to do even more uh, awesome stuff in the years to come. Um, so... Ryan and Lisa, I'm glad people got to see your faces. Yep. We'll go back to hiding for the next five years. (laughs) (laughs) Looking good. And, of course, Bart, uh, thank you for, uh, you know, not messing up our internet here.
1: I know, right? (laughs) Thanks for getting the kid off to school. Uh,
4: He is safely there.
0: And thanks, Brandy, for coming on and being a part of this, as well as getting to talk about D&D Celebration and also writing some of those amazing scripts for uh, Week of Legend Lore. (laughs) (laughs)
3: multi-talented thank you all so much it was fun from beginning to end so
0: (laughs) very exciting all right well we have to go we have to uh, get everything ready for the Dark Alliance dev stream which is coming up next so stick around find out more from that as DJ Knight will lead folks into some of the environment and character artwork of Dark Alliance and the amazing community manager Josh Morris will be joining him as well as two developers from Took Games who are busy getting Dark Alliance ready for you on June 22nd. Vincent and Sebastian, some great stuff coming, uh, so stick around and watch that. And that's been Dragon Talk Live. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thank you, everyone.
4: Thanks, all.